0: Ring, ring with Renny Revis. Hello and welcome to the show. We've got someone very special with us today. Someone you may or may not know. But don't worry, we'll explain all the inside jokes. Just sit back and enjoy the voyeurism, folks. It's Ring, ring with Renny.
1: Hi everyone, here we are at the end of Pandemic Side Effect Season 1. It's only a matter of time before you reach the podcast phase. Six months from now, if you're not hosting the virus, you'll for sure be hosting a podcast. Today's guest is my friend Lindsay Caroza. She's currently the lead character designer on the animated series Solar Opposites and previously designed for Mighty Magiswords, on which both Lindsay and I did voices. The two shows are streaming on Hulu. Where do I start with our friendship? Maybe from the time I shared tragic headshots of my ex in the 80s in which they held up a hot dog, and Lindsay drew me my very own hot dog shot as a tribute? Perhaps a holiday memory of burning our knees on a boat for the 4th of July? Or Lindsay's family kindly bringing me along as a potluck item for Thanksgiving? And who could forget such adventures as sweating naked in a Korean spa employed by aunties wearing black jockey underwear? Or discovering singer songwriter Jonathan Richman is a truther as he passed us notes at House of Pies telling us 9 11 was an inside job? Lindsay, I'm sure we have many more years of adventures and whale sounds ahead of us. Oh, you should all know that we communicate with high pitched noises. So, uh, hide your dogs if you need to. Watch the 411. Here's some info that'll help eavesdroppers better understand our conversation. Pupa is a character on Solar Opposites that looks like a yellow blob. Lindsay's husband, Kyle A. Carroza, is the creator of Mighty Magiswords and storyboarded for shows such as Fanboy and Chum Chum and the new reboot of Animaniacs. He's been pitching new shows this year and come on, give him a show already. Just take one away from Seth MacFarlane. He won't even notice. Rob Paulson is the voice of Pinky and Yakko Warner on Animaniacs. Meatloaf played a man named Robert Paulson in Fight Club, but I'm less likely to hug Meatloaf in a Bob's Big Boy parking lot. In the 90s game show Legends of the Hidden Temple, sometimes grown men dressed as temple guards would grab children. I wonder how many of them were peed on in terror. Lindsay sings and performs with her husband as TV's Kyle featuring Lindzilla. Fump Fest is a comedy music festival in Chicago. Google tortoises mating if you haven't heard the pleasure of hearing their pleasure. I'll wait. It's tortoise sex. There's no rush. A bloomin' onion is an appetizer at Outback Steakhouse. An onion is sliced into the shape of a blooming flower and deep fried, which gives me an idea. If you need wedding flowers, why get a florist when the caterer can cover it? Your bouquet might not be the prettiest, but it will be the tastiest.
2: It's Lucy How the hell are you? Oh, you know (laughs) Hanging in there (laughs) You have a divider When you work And when you're at ease How do you do that? A physical divider or We can get real deep If it's emotional I'm thinking of a chalk line On the floor Or room divider
0: (laughs) Well, for the first Maybe month or so I was still Wearing a bra While I was working
2: (laughs) Wow You
0: know It makes me feel like I'm still A professional or something I wasn't wearing actual pants I was wearing yoga pants But I'll keep the bra on And it makes me feel like I'm doing work And now I've devolved fully Into just sundresses Just the flowiest Crappiest Amazon
2: sundresses Underwear and a dress And that's it You're embracing the pupa form Yes, absolutely I love Amazon clothes They're kind of like Disposable clothes Oh
0: yes And you learn about So many new kinds of fabrics And fits from Amazon clothes clothes. It gets here and you're like, I didn't know that clothing could be made out of this weird like nylon netting thing. And this cost me $7. So I don't like it, but it's not really worth it for me to send it back. So I have it.
2: (laughs) That's the case for certain pairs of intimate wear I have bought (laughs) You know, you get this strange fabric, but you also get the yeast infection for free.
0: It's a bonus. Sometimes you order something and they'll throw in a little scarf. Or I've gotten stuff from Etsy and they throw in like a lollipop or a fun size candy. And it's fun. And then sometimes you just get a yeast infection and that's also fun. <laughs> Other than that, no, my computer is directly behind the couch in our living room. And so I'm really just spending all day in one room of the house.
2: Boy. Well, I hope you don't feel too tab bird. <laughs>
0: I miss everyone, and I miss seeing my family, but that's really the least difficult part of all of this. It's the being trapped inside while the world sort of slowly crumbles outside that it's really <laughs> kind of wearing on my brain.
2: Sure.
0: feels like uh, the walls
2: are caving in, but you can't even see the walls outside. They could be. They could be I crumbling. Know. <laughs> it just leaves it up to our imagination.
0: Yeah, it's a fun little mind game. I can certainly see the evidence of the fires from my window. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah, well, our window, we can see the Burbank Hills. It's slowly getting better, but just a little reminder there.
2: A little omen of doom. Yeah. I live in such a flat area. I guess everything's just too dispersed for me to see. If it smells like a barbecue outside, then there's smoke, but otherwise, I don't see anything. Right. Have you been... Well, I guess you don't have much time. I was going to say, if you're doing all those quarantine cooking activities, like baking and such. I did a lot more of it kind of at the start of quarantine,
0: when it was a whimsical, fun stay-at-home adventure. The honeymoon phase.
2: Yeah. So I
0: made chili a whole bunch, and I'll probably go back to doing that after the weather cools down a bit more. And at one point, I was baking things based on what I had in the kitchen, and whatever we could scrounge at the grocery store so I made some cranberry bars you probably had them oh yeah I didn't have all of the ingredients to make them but I didn't have cranberries I had cranberry sauce in a can (laughs) and I didn't have oatmeal but I had cream
2: of wheat This is a Thanksgiving breakfast bar. Oh, let me tell you, it worked <laughs> exactly not at all. <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving breakfast after you had a terrible time with the in-laws you hate.
0: Yes, Kyle's been doing most of the cooking lately. Oh, yeah? He's become a real good house husband while I'm working <gasps> during the day, and I very much appreciate him because he keeps me fed, and he keeps the parts of the apartment that we deign to clean, clean. Mm-hmm. Since, that's the other quarantine activity that I'm just no good at <gasps> is cleaning. It's like I could be spending all all this time Cleaning the space that I'm occupying 24 hours a day. But mm. gosh darn it, I just don't feel like it.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to. Our bodies give off so much waste and we can't shed our waste outside like tarantulas. I... Yeah. <laughs> We're just in our little tarantula hole. Yes, it's increasingly covered with cat hair. Wow. Uh, I just spent some time <laughs> with cats in the last two weeks. Weird. I haven't seen friends, but I've had all of these animal visitors. Oh. Or, or I go see the animal and I'm paid in some way, but it's still hanging out. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I was house-sitting last week and I got to spend time with my pal Brubeck and I helped a friend and she has a really sweet cat named Katie who's aware that cat fur aggravates my allergies. So sometimes they know. The cats, they know when you have an issue because they love you. Oh, the one yeah. who sneezes is going to get the butt rub in the face.
0: Those are sneezes of love and I need to just give them more of my love. <laughs>
2: (laughs) She's talking to me. That's how humans say I love you. Yeah. So that was a good part of the story. The bad part is I was sitting around the other day and a lizard that was as long as my hand scurried across my floor. And there's a whole list of reasons why that shouldn't happen. (laughs) Oh, an indoor lizard. Oh, that's not my pet. Nobody oh. is getting paid to house shit and take care of my <laughs> ground lizard. So I was reminded of the horrors of nature I, when I picked it up by its tail and the tail fell off. Ah, uh, yeah. The tail sizzles in your hand like bacon in a skillet. <laughs> and it's not quick. It wiggled for five minutes. Oh. I thinking of putting it in my fish tank, and I thought, no, it's already too horrifying. <laughs> just replace the fish. Did you adopt a new replacement for your fishy fish who passed away? Oh, not for that tank. No. Okay. I, ha- I haven't replaced Lemon Curtis, but his brother Phil A, spelled P-H-I-L, last name A, period. <laughs> he became such a dick. That he ripped my other fish's tail in half. So Beep Beep's tail, just a straight slice. He was terrorizing the hell out of him. So then I had to just poop him out of the tank and say, I know this isn't the best solution, but you're going to get killed. So here, let me throw you in my tank with a predator. But it's 20 gallons. You can swim away. (laughs) There's lots of room. Yeah, that's exactly what I did, because at the time, I wasn't researching anything. I saw a problem. Filet is going to kill this other fish. He's ready. His horny aggression or whatever male dominance is going on there, he was raping him. Mm. That's the part of fish keeping nobody really sweetens up for you. And they just don't talk about it. Instead of telling everybody, hey, you know, you get a bunch of males, they're going to start raping. Nobody says that. (laughs) Oh, no. They say you need females to curb aggression. And they will want to mate. Like, yeah, okay, they want to mate, but he's doing a hate crime right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is a... Ted Bundy situation. You get fish thinking
0: that you're getting into a nice, calm, mellow pet. I feel like my experiences with fish really have negated that, and that maybe needs to stop being the stereotype of fish, just because I feel like every fish ownership endeavor I've had has just ended so dramatically.
2: I have toyed with the idea of making a trailer for a nature documentary show called The Horrors of Nature. (laughs) So I rescued Beep Beep and put him in a tank with another fish that could kill him. (laughs) But I had no choice So here's the silver lining And it could still end in rape Or ripped tails, I don't know But my creditor Joe Fishy He's a beta and he is slow as hell Something tells me you didn't watch The three and a half hour movie The Irishman No (laughs) Okay, so Robert De Niro plays a much younger version Of his character in the movie And they use really sleek Video game CG on his face And the other actors' faces To make them look younger However, there are some scenes where you kind of put your hand over your face and go, oh, man, Grandpa, we love you, Grandpa. <laughs> you're an American icon. I respect you, but you are not behaving like you're 40 years old. Uh-huh. In The Irishman, there is a scene where he beats somebody up, and I'm afraid it looks like an elderly guy got off the bus and put his walker down, started kicking, I don't know, a gym bag. <laughs> It's supposed to look intimidating, and I unfortunately laugh at that. So Joe Pishy is... This is going to get very confusing because Joe Pesci is a character in The Irishman, so this is going to get real (laughs) complex. So the analogy is even closer. (laughs) I think it's worse. (laughs) Okay, Joe Pesci, my fish, is Robert De Niro in CG, who's an old man playing a younger version of himself. And he's supposed to be an ambush predator, and I call him ambush predator because it's ironic. Who is he going to get? He just (laughs) swims slowly. Oh, watch out, ambush predator so it's worked out really great Beep Beep always outswims him and the best thing just like in the movie The Irishman he gives up pretty fast <laughs> Joe Pishy gets it in his head I'm gonna chase this fish he gives up in three seconds <laughs> and he's like Ah, eh, I'm gonna go hide under this rock and rip up my tail and Beep Beep is fine he's a very happy guppy good for Beep Beep uh, this is very Hollywood of you Renny having a fish tanker
0: reenact movies
2: <laughs> subscribe to my YouTube channel so Kyle his house husbanding, I love it. Yes,
0: in between pitching his shows. And working on his pitches He makes me dinners And he does the laundry And he takes out all of the piles of garbage That somebody keeps putting in our house I don't know where it all comes from (laughs) Someone is coming in and leaving piles
2: of garbage And using all of our dishes I don't know who else it could be Because it's just the two of us here It's all from Amazon (laughs) But I feel you I feel like I wash so many dishes I'm one person Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have improvised utensils Because I don't want to wash anything else This again? (laughs) Yes This is the top to my yogurt but it's a spoon now okay yeah
0: listen yogurt lid we all gotta have a side hustle during the quarantine
2: (laughs) you're a spoon (laughs) you're contributing to society more than society right now (laughs) that's so good and i'm excited about animaniacs coming out soon and i can see all the stuff that kyle can't tell us about
0: yeah i'm excited to finally see what he was working on
2: as well and i've seen some small amount of material my god i can't wait you know, in hindsight, I was far too touchy with Rob Paulson. He couldn't have been a better sport about it, but definitely crossed the line. Uh-oh! <laughs> Me and Luke ran into him at Bob Big Boy, a fangirl. You don't know this man, but you're touching him like he's your pal for 10 years. <laughs> Just another testament to how nice he is. Yes, <laughs> he's been in this business for a
0: very long time. I'm sure he's been touched in semi-unwelcome ways by much <laughs> creepier fans. <laughs> don't know that you have much to worry about sure he's been touched in two friendly ways by people who didn't work on a show with
2: him. <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind at all. I just think, wow, I'm just a fan getting handsy. <laughs> Hello, nurse. <laughs> oh, so the improvised cranberry bars that you made. Oh, yes. Reminds me of that great cinnamon you used and all those spices you gave me. It was an incredibly prescient gift, Lindsay. Right, yes. Staying home to season my meals and give them some joy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that actually wound up being kind of our go-to Christmas gift for everyone. It was just kind of easy to order a pile of spices for everyone and hand those out. I think probably a lot of our loved ones have hopefully been making use of those spices to liven up their isolation meals.
2: Yeah, a lot of people get nice gifts that they don't necessarily use, but you guys win. My
0: friends and family, every year we ask each other what we want and it's like we're all grown-ups with no children and it's like, what else do you need to put inside of your house? What object can I give you that you can set down in your house and go, ah, I have that. <laughs> so giving everyone spices, I'm like, okay, this is a thing that will get used. All right, we're just going to order $200 worth of spices and send those off to the various people we love.
2: But I really do love that William Sonoma melon baller you got me. I use it just as much. <laughs> no, you win. It was extra nice this last Christmas not have to think about
0: gifts and I've told you this already, but you know, my mom had that terrible yeah. weird episode where we thought she had a stroke and a heart attack and then it turned out she just had a weird migraine but she still had to spend I don't even remember how many days, but like three or four days in the hospital and then two weeks or whatever in the rehab center. And so not having to worry about shopping during the holidays <laughs> was just so convenient when I thought my mother was dying.
2: Yeah, that was incredibly dreadful and uncertain. I mean, I'm so glad it didn't turn the way it was looking, but you had to live with that feeling. Oh, it was terrifying. Fortunately, she started showing
0: improvements very quickly, but there was certainly one evening where I'm like, well, time to figure out how to plan a funeral and sell a house.
2: The Google searches that night must have been sad.
0: (laughs) Oh, but for a lot of 2019, my mom was kind of bedridden with this sciatica thing, the thing that ultimately led to her having this weird episode because I think her body just went, okay, I've sent all of the pain signals that I can. I'm just going to try a hard reboot, and we're going to start over. Because when she was done with all this, all of her sciatica pain was gone. Her body was just like, all right, bitch, this isn't working. I'm just going to shut it all down. Oh. So she spent so much of 2019 not really being able to do anything, and then she was so happy when she finished all of her rehab and re and was able to, like, go and do stuff. And now it's 2020, and no one can do
2: anything. So I feel really terrible for my
0: mom. Oh.
2: It's like having a playground that you always want to play in, and then they close the playground. Yeah, <laughs>
0: sitting in a chair outside of the playground for 2019, and now the playground finally opened, and then 2020 came, and they closed the playground. But they finished the swings. <laughs> ah, it's a really cool jungle gym. Oh, man. Did you put up any Halloween stuff yet? I haven't been decorating as much for Halloween since we moved to the second floor in our building. Mm. You know, we used to have the porch that we could entice to trick-or-treaters too, even though it wasn't actually a door, and just kind of make parents feel uncomfortable because I'm standing out there with a bowl of candy like, please, come to my weird porch and have some candy. But now we don't even have that. We did something fun last year that we won't be able to do this year, but nobody can do anything this year. But last year we went for a walk and just kind of looked at everybody's cool Halloween decorations. There's this one house on the corner that has these two huge oak trees and for Halloween they have these probably like wire and paper mache arms that they extended in the oak trees and they're on wires so they can pull on them and have them kind of come down and sort of like claw and
2: grab at the kids and because it's dark like <laughs> they look really effective and so it's really cool <laughs> This is triggering memories of Legends of the Hidden Temple the temple guards
0: Oh my god I say claw but it's more like they can move them up and down and the effect is very neat I don't think they've <laughs> made contact with any children because I think there would probably be phone calls and lawsuits and such but it looks <laughs> okay. really cool and to say this in the least creepy way possible I like seeing kids dressing up for Halloween. You get the kids store-bought Halloween costumes, but then there's still plenty of kids who are making their own costumes and it's fun to see, like, oh, what did you guys decide to do? And so it was a really fun time last year. And oh, this year, I'm sure we'll probably just watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> I have this heart-shaped light that I've been shining in the window every day since quarantine because there was kind of a thing on the internet people saying, like, oh, put your Christmas lights back up and so we all have a little bit of cheer. And I've seen some houses in our neighborhood do that, and so maybe I'll buy the equivalent shaped like a jack-o'-lantern or something. One of our neighbors had for their Halloween decorations last year, but it was the Christmas lights from Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. And so they put that back up when quarantine started. You know, when we're all trapped inside of our houses to have these little communication lights up outside. (laughs) Ah, that's very funny.
2: (laughs) We're all trapped in the upside down. Or so I've heard. (laughs) I haven't been out there. (laughs) Maybe there's some demagogans. Demagogos. Demagogos. How did you manage with Bumpfest? this year? Oh, it was
0: just all done remotely. Significantly fewer acts, and only happening for one afternoon. But everybody who was participating just kind of like switched Zoom screens to whoever was performing. So Kyle and I did a short little performance from our side room in our apartment. You didn't
2: virtually visit the Mall of America.
0: No. Well, I guess Amazon is
2: the (laughs) virtual Mall of America, and I am still spending too much money on them. On Zoom, you all shared your Amazon shopping cart (laughs) screen. (laughs) Are you talking to a
0: cat? I frequently am talking to a cat. there's not. Oh, Inky is behind me. Spiral is probably hanging out with
2: Kyle in the bedroom. Ah, I had two possums two nights ago right outside my door. And I don't believe in ghosts <laughs> as far as I know. But it was 10 p.m. I was fiddling on my phone or listening to Ludacris from 2010. You know, my usual 10 p.m. activities. And, sure, sure. And I couldn't even tell if it was outside my door because it sounded like it was inside my place. I heard, <laughs> I couldn't identify that it was two different Creatures it sounded like one Creature who had two different Sets of vocal cords like in Effect in a movie when a demon is Talking it's like, oh, oh, Overlap oh, yeah. Like it's not recorded in mono Stereo? <laughs> yeah so a ghost With a voice that's recorded in stereo Was screaming by my door ah. And then when I looked out the window there were Two possums standing on top of the wall Outside my front door they looked Like they were designed by you and kyle because one was really pretty and cute and the other one was oh no <laughs> oh god you've seen some hard times <laughs> you had a protagonist possum and a villain possum fighting on your wall honestly i would not say the ugly one was a villain it was the unfortunate sidekick Ah, the ugly sidekick you don't believe in ghosts until there's something unidentified just screaming
0: directly outside your door then you are 100 percent sure that ghosts do exist and they're here to kill you
2: you right now (laughs) it's gotta be i was prepared for a woman who got on our property to just be there screaming Mm. who got through our fence (laughs) i I opened it up and it was an old looney tunes cartoon (laughs) where the smart sassy possum is the boss and the dumb possum who got hit in the face by a car at some point is arguing with his boss but they both sound like women screaming (laughs) I would almost prefer the ghost at that point instead of just a full-on human that decided to be on my property. (laughs) No! I don't want to deal with this. Listen, I don't know what your state is, but I won't even let people I love inside. Yeah.
0: (laughs) There was one year in college I was house-sitting for my aunt and uncle, and their house is out in the country in Riverside big, big plot to land and neighbors are far away. So I'm out there, it's very dark, and I'm all by myself in this house, and I just hear from somewhere outside Ah!
2: Ah!"
0: (laughs) <laughs> and what it was is that somebody in that big old neighborhood had peacocks. Wow! Peacocks will scream at any time of day, and they sound <laughs> like a weird baby. <laughs> so it was like 10 o'clock at night, I've tucked myself into the strange
2: bed, and there's just... <laughs> 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 if there's no tortoises mating outside, I wouldn't know what that sound would <laughs> be. Roosters get too much work in. Peacocks should scream in the morning. Oh, yeah. More exotic rooster. Very large rooster. And then sometimes you're so tired, you just say, you know what, fine, it's A ghost. I don't care. I'm so tired. (laughs) You know what, ghost? That's fine. This is your time now. I'm going
0: to go to bed. You keep doing whatever it is you're doing.
2: (laughs) I don't have time for this. I had an interesting situation last week at CBS that, unfortunately, I'm reminded of with the sudden close... Sudden closeness? Yeah. There was a gentleman outside of CBS who appeared to be in rough shape. He said something friendly to me, and I know he wanted money, but... I've made an effort to look any unhoused person in the eyes and smile and say hello. I don't think unhoused people frequently get looked at and spoken to as an equal. Yeah, it's a problem and can drive them insane because the world starts to pretend that you don't exist. That's a hard thing to deal with on your day to day. Right. I'm pretty used to it, so I'm trying Uh to consciously not do that. So I talked to him a little bit and he said his niece, can't pick him up today. And she usually pays his copay for his medicine. The more he was talking, the more it didn't seem like a lie. And he said, I have AIDS, a really specific medication. And he said, I get internal bleeding if I don't take this. And my niece has my card. It was like so elaborate that even if it wasn't true part of me was like yeah you know that's some detail mm-hmm. that's a real committed story yeah so he pulled out his prescription and it was that medication oh there it is and he said here's the copay it's 37 something something and any spare change i have 12 dollars cash and if i could have a little more money than my niece like this is the whole story mm-hmm. just pulled out 40 dollars. here please get your medication he was so happy and he said oh thank you and he tried to give me a hug, and I feel terrible, but of course I went, Oh, no! Oh, sir, no, please! No! (laughs) I turned my head, and it was the worst look. There's not a worse look than, oh. Also, he's a black man. There is nothing that looks good about a black man offering a hug and a turn away with an aversion. It's like you're 100% in the right for not wanting someone
0: whose day-to-day life you know nothing about to hug you and touch you or be anywhere near you in these uncertain times. Whoa. But
2: yeah, wow, could that not be from the outside just not look more terrible? <laughs> no, and his mask was precarious, not quite right on his face. I turned my head away, and I said, okay, and he put his head on my shoulder. Okay, okay, sir, this is great. So I go to CBS. I'm walking out, and it's kind of a cinematic moment. If this was a movie, the director would have had a scene where my character's walking out, and then we cut back to him. So I'm walking out of CVS, and I swear to you, he was paying for his medication, With a jar of coins. Oh. My heart sank like a weight. He was counting out pennies and dimes. God do we never know What people are going through Man Yeah So I just said Take care sir Have a good evening Mm -hmm. Um, That was quite a donation I gave to a stranger For me I'm very cheap I'm also poor (laughs) But God was that A Hallmark movie There you go You want to see a guy Down on his luck Counting out my pennies For my AIDS medication (laughs) Oh Counting pennies For my AIDS medication Is the saddest scene In any Hallmark movie (laughs) It's too sad for Hallmark There's a special Channel, too sad for Hallmark.
0: Yes, too sad for Hallmark, the American realities channel.
2: <laughs> also too ethnic for Hallmark. Oh, certainly.
0: <laughs>
2: so how is production so far?
0: Oh, going great. We really switched over to work from home very smoothly. I have to commend our production team. Everything's moving a lot slower, but in general, things are going well. I got a promotion in the middle of a pandemic, which is quite a feat. Did you tell me that? Yeah, yeah. So it was quite a big boost to my self-esteem just because I have such a terrible theme issues kind of going along like, oh, I hope I'm doing a good job. They asked me back for the second season, so I guess they must like me. And then, you know, I get this, hi, we'd like to promote you to character lead email. And I'm like, oh, okay, (laughs) I guess I'm doing a good job then. And so I have this sort of renewed confidence in myself and in my work. And then also I'm talking to more people during the day because now I have the other character designers checking in with me and the production team and my art director and so I'm talking to a lot more of the crew than I was before the promotion and It's oh, hey, it also went from oh I guess I'll try to get character design jobs on whatever show will have me to oh I guess this is maybe a career now mm-hmm. no, there is some upward mobility that I can leverage to just keep on going would love yeah. for all of the other terribleness of the world to stop because my career is going swimmingly and I would love to just enjoy that thank you very much
2: <laughs> must feel weird <laughs> go team yeah you want to enjoy it, it's a great accomplishment really mm-hmm. but
0: I've just had so many in- anxieties and insecurities about my job and my art and kind of just how I'm doing in general and then for this to happen it's like oh that takes care of a lot of it actually I think I'd probably be pretty good if everything else just wants to wrap up all these atrocities maybe want to stop for a while
2: so. <laughs> yeah we got some of it covered good job good it's
0: like wow I really feel like I can plan a future now there has to just be a world left for me to plan a future in.
2: <laughs> next week I'm finally getting surgery for my My bone spur in my face. In your face? What? It's my face. I have a bone spur in my gums.
0: Oh, no. Ready?
2: You wouldn't believe how many stupid stupid hoops I've had to jump through to try and get this thing covered. Uh, The hoops are from Amazon. They're flimsy. (laughs) They're made out of some unidentifiable plastic. It's not biodegradable, but it fell apart somehow. (laughs) And it's not even an expensive surgery. It's the equivalent of impacted wisdom teeth removal. But I don't want to pay for it. (laughs) No. I have paid thousands of dollars to try and get rid of the pain that could mostly be caused by this bone spur that's been there for years. I've had all these other procedures done And to put it simply, the problem with our dental care is that it's not integrated with the rest of our body.
0: Right, yeah. Our mouths that are just this completely separate entity and not a central piece of the body require an entire separate set of insurance and doctors and whatever. I swear they treat it like Puerto
2: Rico. (laughs) It's not an island. It's part of my body. Because of that, I'm a walking example of why that's a disgrace. Mm-hmm. This could have been noticed over a year ago if I had seen an oral surgeon who knows about bone spurs and not just the dentist. And then from the dentist, I saw an endodontist It's like being juggled with all of these experts in their field of teeth. Mm -hmm. My field of teeth is the jaw. My field of teeth is the part you see when you smile. My field of teeth is the stuff in between that. (laughs) (laughs) On top of this, I don't have insurance coverage for a jaw specialist. I really need that with this problem. I can't see Raffi, Lindsay. I can't see (laughs) Raffi. Remember Raffi? Who took your wisdom teeth out? Oh, I went to see Dr. Arman. Oh, that's the dentist. I see him, too. But when you had your wisdom teeth pulled out, it was Raffi Margosian, wasn't it? No, it was Dr. Armin.
0: He just dove in there. As soon as I got my insurance changed from the crappy insurance to the less crappy insurance, (laughs) I went back in. I was like, okay, now we'll schedule a time for me to have them removed, right? And he's like, nope. (laughs) He went in and took them out. (laughs) Uh, None of the ones that needed to be removed were impacted, so he just dumbed me up and yanked them out. Oh, that's great. It was hilarious because I wasn't expecting it. I thought, like, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to go back in and check in with him, and then and we'll figure out what to go from there. And he's like, now we're just going to get rid of these. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't have someone to drive me home with my bloody mouth.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's better to have a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like
0: it was nice to just be like, okay, well, now that's taken care of and I don't have to make a separate appointment and I'm good.
2: <laughs> it's funny how medically trained those professionals are. But when they're doing something like pulling teeth, it sure feels like you're working with a plumber and they have their foot up on the chair. Oh, and, yeah. And a wrench in your mouth.
0: I'm sure it was much more... Medically professional looking from the outside, but from my point of view, that is exactly the vision that I had in my head of just like a pair of hardware store pliers on my teeth and him with his foot on the chair just yanking.
2: <laughs> and it's even worse when they wipe their brow. <laughs> Check the score on their phone. (laughs) Like, is this medical? I don't even know. Is my face whatever's under my sink? (laughs) They're handling me like I handled Rob Paulson. Oh, the backflips that one has to do to get something that is very
0: needed done. Briefly going back to my mom's ordeal, it's kind of the reason that her body sort of rebelled and shut down like it did. She had been dealing with all of this insurance and Dr. Red Tape waiting to be scheduled for this physical therapy slash spinal steroid shot her body just got tired of waiting we can't do this anymore we're just shutting down it screws people over and it's just so tangled (laughs) and stupid and screwed up we just want health that's It, and we're paying for it, so why (laughs) can we not have
2: it? Ah! A requirement is punishment for deigning to have a weird problem. Yeah.
0: How dare you? Why did you simply not have bone spurs, Renny? Why did you go get
2: those? Yeah, and can we talk about how weird having a bone spur in your face is? The insurance required me to take pictures of the bone spur, which is so Mm. stupid. They needed proof because... After seeing my Merlot stained bump, only then will they believe medical professionals saying I need this procedure. You know, once you get that wine bump, (laughs) I'm all set. Merlot stained bump sounds like some kind of cougar (laughs) porn. (laughs) Gotta get that Merlot mound. (laughs) Bonnie spilled it on the duvet when the pool boy came inside. (laughs) So he took the picture and he said, well, we did what the insurance asked, but we don't know if this is going to work. And I said, well, it hurts constantly. If that's not enough for them, I don't know what is. If that doesn't make them approve something, but a picture of a bump does, I don't see any logic in this process at all. Mm. It was really emotional for me to have this guy I just met go in my mouth and he said, it's sharp bone covered by a thin layer of your gums. Of course, it constantly hurts. Uh-huh. I got in my car and I sobbed. I absolutely sobbed because I haven't heard anybody say Say it that starkly, like duh. The tone he had when he said it was, well, duh. Fucking duh! <laughs> it's such a short sentence that would bother anybody in a country with socialized medicine. Excuse me, mm-hmm. you have a sharp bone in your face. <laughs> Why are they even disputing this? Yeah, but no, they denied it twice, and each time they said this shouldn't impede your ability to work. And I said, "Lol, yeah, lol." Of all people to say this doesn't affect my work. <laughs> The end of the story, which hopefully will be good, just like my fish that could be killed tomorrow, I don't know. I got it covered because I had my second appeal denied. And at that point, the only thing you can do is file a grievance, which is a complaint. And I made sure I called when I was very heated. I just let loose like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and I didn't kill the messenger because I'm very aware it is not her fault. Right? I mean, she's not the staff in the office that clicked some boxes and made a decision. So I told her, I need to convey that this is incredibly inhumane. They should be embarrassed of themselves for making this backwards, unmedical, just everything. And she had to write it down. Mm-hmm. So what's supposed to happen with the grievance is you need to sign something. Lindsay, after my tirade, I got a call in the morning the next day and they said, uh, they've decided to overturn their previous decision. How did they? <laughs> oh, they decided, Lindsay. Nothing was signed in this official testament to how much of a failure we (laughs) I know that there's no
0: logic to it. It's just we don't want to give anybody money. But it's just like, is this fun for you guys? Do you? like having to do with all of these phone calls, dealing
2: with sobbing grandmothers and people in pain. Yeah. If somebody really needs something that's kind of weird, they'll keep fighting for it. Mm-hmm. Percentage wise, if someone doesn't really need it, they're not going to make the phone call. We know as humans, we buy as seen on TV items to make our lives better, and then it sits in the box. Unless you really, really need something, you're gonna make that extra effort. Oh like, God. I, I could make a bloomin' onion with the bloomin' onion maker but, you know, meh. Meh. I think that's how companies work. They want you to give up on that blooming onion maker you ordered and hope you never open it. It's
0: so exhausting. I'm so glad that your stupid, unnecessary tirade worked, <laughs> that you can finally be able to live your day-to-day without tusks. That was going to be yeah. my next question, is do they need to wait until it's fully protruding <laughs> you just got a okay. narwhal horn coming out of the front of your face, just like, can I have a procedure now? Yeah. Hey? I
2: have to look like Lisa Simpson in that demo if she doesn't get braces and her tooth goes through her face when i got that call i almost said so you want me to sign anything that will say i won't write a yelp review i know come on let's be real i said all of this stuff about how you contradict the advice of three medical professionals you should be embarrassed i think you don't want me to share that right Mm hmm Where's the Yelp review waiver? If I was you, I would make me sign one. Mm -hmm. Here's the hush money. Here's your hush slash insurance money. (laughs) Here's your $70,000 for haircut. Ah. Yeah, that's what it is. Lord, Lindsay. Oh, Lord, Ranny. Oh, Lindsay. (laughs) I'm thinking of an organic out for this call. Oh, well, there's the lizard. I better go get it. Oh, no, not your house lizard. funny if you put them in a cage you your pet without the cage it is a totally different feeling yeah that's what I need to do with the vast
0: array of bugs that have decided to take up residence in my bathroom of all places I just need to put them all in a little cage and then they will be pets and not vermin do you have a window in your bathroom no I don't know how they're getting in we have ants in our bathroom, and I don't know what they want. So annoying, the mystery bugs. I have nothing for you. Do you want this Listerine?
2: <laughs> it's like the only <laughs> thing that I
0: could think that they want. Toothpaste? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're thirsty, I guess. I think they're thirsty, and that's why they're hanging out on my bidet. That's going to be part of my documentary, The Horrors of Nature, the ants going into your bidet. Yes. <laughs> I've had other horrible nature thoughts. Were any of them birds or... Birds was or... a great suggestion because they're rapey.
0: A lot of nature is rapey. I've heard lots of bad shit about otters. <laughs> Behind all that cute cuddliness, there's a lot of nefarious
2: goings on. Known some people like that. I'm going to call them otters now.
0: <laughs> I think that's you know. something else.
2: <laughs> what if that young gay man is also. A
0: terrible, terrible man. <laughs> what if that young gay man also steals children and then makes the mothers of those children get him food before he'll give the children back, which is a thing that <laughs> otters do? <laughs>
2: Terrible. Terrible nature. Awful. All right, Lindsay, I'm going to go check on my possums. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to talk to you, Rennie, because we haven't gotten to hang
0: out in so many months, and it's just a travesty because you're one of my favorite people. <gasps>
2: I'll turn my pitch down Thank you (laughs) You too, Lindsay I can't believe how long We've been friends Oh, I know Now you're drawing (laughs) A teacher getting Eaten out from her desk Yes so proud of you You
0: and my mother Are both very proud of me For that drawing (laughs) That was one of the first things She brought up When she saw the show She goes Things just happen On the show There was one scene Where a guy Throws a woman over a desk And just starts eating her butt And I'm like I drew that
2: Hey (laughs) That could be the cover Of Merlot Bump
0: (laughs) Totally the cover Okay Lindsay, i hope
2: i see you sometime
0: me too someday we'll see each other again and i'll give you an awkward hug and put my head on your shoulder
2: oh please it'll be in the regular hallmark movie yeah not
0: the sad one i'd oh, pay for no, no. my aids medication with bills, not pennies
2: my insurance covers my aids medication uh-huh. aha <laughs> okay Lindsay. have a good night. good night say hi to kyle for me good
1: night i will Bye. say hi to your lizard <laughs> good night Today's episode was brought to you by Sneezes of Love, Cougar Porn, and Terrible, Terrible Nature. Please hold for season two. Your reviews and shares are very important to us. We will be with you shortly.